just, you know, five minutes later, you go, wait, I feel that now. Yeah, it's already stuck up on me. I'm good. A little bit. Yo, what's up, y'all? Happy New Year and welcome to a new episode of But I Don't Know, though. It's a terrible advice podcast given to you by two people who are not qualified. You're one of your co-hosts here, Mr. Avery Mason. I apologize. We we done had some a uh, couple drinks already. Yeah, we was doing for New Year's. Well, we did a little special mixture, you know, yes. myself. Avery Mason and Phil Hunt. Sorry. A little bit. Happy of, uh, New Year. A little bit of Chambord, which that is a liqueur, as they say it. I believe a little bit of Chambord, a liqueur. Yes. And we mixed that with a little bit of this London Dry Gin. What is the brand? Gin Lane, seventeen fifty one. Just so you know. I feel like Chambord is thick. It's it's like the Lizzo of liquors. It's thick. It's thick. You gotta Lizzo a little more than thick. All right, so it's who are we gonna go with for thick? What is the definition of thick? Amber Rose, Chambord. No, we're not going Amber Rose. We didn't need to go. You jumped from black to uh, ambiguous, racially ambiguous. We, we, let's go with something. I wasn't in the talking middle. race, bro. I'm talking let's about go with something in the middle. I'm talking about weight. I'm not I talking know, about race. But I'm just saying, we we mess around and get classified. So who are we going? Lizzo is not thick. Lizzo is a little beyond thick. Pleasantly plump. Okay, so Shambord is and thick. Shout out to the beautiful Lizzo mm. when she's not half naked and offending the whole stadium at the Staples Center. Oh, that video's uh, doing numbers. So who are we man. talking about? We talking who's Thick. Would you're, you're, def- who would we define as thick? Phil, your TikTok video on that's doing numbers, by the way. Uh, yeah, we we doing all right, but but, but I don't we, know. But who's you bagged an important question. Who would we define? Jill as Scott. This shampoo no, is think, Jill Scott. I think thick. Jill's a little more. Pleasant. No, Phil. You gotta no, give them credit when they pleasantly plump and when they not. So here's what I'm Jill Scott is not. Hold on, hold on, before you talk too much, and then my brain goes elsewhere because we've been sipping a little. Let's start with. Remember Takara? Yeah, Takara. The original Takara. Yeah. Not the weight loss Takara. She was thick. She was thick, yeah. Jennifer Hudson. Thick. Jennifer Hudson now or Dream Girls Jennifer Hudson? All of them. She's a little chubby. I don't know if she was thick. She was a little chubby. I like the little chubby's cool. I'll take Jennifer Hudson a little chubby. That voice, hey. Yeah. Serious. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure we we classified it right. All right, so the Shambord is somewhere between Jill Scott and Takara Thick. That's how thick the li- the liquor is. It's thick. It's like Robitussin. I, co- I told Phil, it's like Robitussin. So if we talk women... Yeah, that Chambord liqueur is pretty good mixed with that gin. What do we say the gin brand was for this gin? Gin Lane, 1751. Uh, I'm pretty sure niggas wasn't free. And if I'd have checked the bottle twice, I probably wouldn't have even picked up nothing made in 1751. Yeah, they weren't free, but I know they were drinking that gin. Because I know who made it, and I know who didn't profit from it. Hilarious. <laughs> Yo, that's what, they, uh, that's what they trying to do with weed now. You, you see, they, they saving a lot of... They got weed permits, like how they do for taxi cab medallions with certain that's people. That's wild. Yeah. So, but you see, they coming out with that in New York City. There's a lot of things going on in New York City that we don't like. This is one of them. Number two I'm going to talk about is legal heroin injections. But first, they're giving out the, the marijuana permits, and mm-hmm. they're, they're saving a percentage of them for minority business owners and people... Who have been as it should be. What's the what's the what's the, the hot phrase? They're saving it for minorities and people who've been dispro- disproportion di- disproportionately disproportionately affected, affected by drug incarceration arrest. Incarceration for, and, and for and drug arrest. arrest. Yeah, and there's a spot actually right over. What is it called? I want to call it Puff Puff Pass. 
right over on 112th and yeah. 3rd Avenue here in Harlem. And it was interesting. I actually talked to this cat coming out of there. And he's like, nah, man, they got everything. And I asked him, I said, do you need a license? He's like, no. And even uh, our mayor, de Blasio, was leaving the office tonight. And Eric Adams is taking over. They asked de Blasio, they said, you know, well, you have a lot of free time. New York's changing. Will you be taking part in legal marijuana? And it was funny of like, he gave the most political answer of like, no, absolutely not. And then he kind of caught himself of like, what an old lame I sound like. And then went to this place that politicians often go of, oh, well, you know, I haven't had a smoke since uh, I was back in college in YU days. And you go, that's so interesting that grown-ups are kind of lying. Of like, yeah. if you remember back to Bill Clinton when we was younger, you know, Bill Clinton, I that's kind of how he want our parents vote. I, I took a puff. I didn't inhale. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just funny to say, you know. So you smoke weed. Well, I so it's inhale. funny I put it up about. growing up. So that was around 1992. When did he win the election? 93? 93, 94. So... Yeah. Snoop Dogg album, or Dr. Dre's album, rather, The Chronic. The Chronic. I remember my father had uh, had Dr. Dre, The Chronic, it said, and it had to leave. And I remember my mother just kind of being like, uh, should you be wearing that? You're, you're an officer in the military. You got kids. So it's funny, you know, to see that from, what, 1993 or 94, whenever Clinton got elected, I think definitely 92, 93 is the chronic mm-hmm. album to now that I go over on 3rd Avenue and 112th in Harlem and go, what? <laughs> I asked the dude coming out because he's showing me big, big sacks of blood and going, bro. Yeah. But I'm going, do you have to have a license? She's like, no. So yeah. for me as a 35-year-old black male, that shit is like mind blowing. Yeah, when we were kids, weed was illegal. So it's weird to now hear people just mind selling it. Blowing. That's the weird our generation. Well, our generation is like the one that's like kind of crossover. We lived in both worlds. But now I don't see, now that the city is legalized, they're going to try to regulate it and make money off of it. So now you're. And also, side note, I went to that place too. That weed is. Oh, I'm saying that. Yeah. Not good. No, I bought a vape thing and I'm smoking shit. I'm like, I've never heard of this brand. I go look it up and I'm smoking. <laughs> That's so funny. This is brands of weed. Yeah, man. it's not. It's not good. I'm you sorry. You had that great I mean, value weed from nah, Walmart. That's, it's, yeah, you <laughs> that, know, it's, that Kirkland from Aldi's. <laughs> <laughs> you had that Kirkland you know, weed. This is BJ's that weed. This good. ain't this ain't designed. This is BJ's Sweet weed. baby rays of weed. That's that why I'm gonna just kind of stick with what I go to the dispensary. The legal kind is better. More potent. I'm just gonna go to the dispensary because I smoke it. I'm like, why this don't feel like nothing? It looks do weird. Do you go to the dispensary now? I do. I, when I went to Rhode Island, I went to the dispensary out there. So you drive out there is a purposeful trip for you? Well, yeah. First, first one was a getaway with the family when I went there. So y'all don't know. I went to Rhode Island, which is why we didn't have an episode sooner. And I was out there for a little bit visiting some family things. I also went to the dispensary to Rhode you Island. They, away from the family real quick, yeah, like uh, man. I'll be right back. Do you tell nice. them where you're going? Are you? Yeah, I do. I, I don't care. I just, you know, Rhode Island is nice, bro. It's like reverse Wakanda. It, it, was, it wasn't no black people. Reverse there. Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. It's Wakanda. I don't know. 
But it was nice. It was peaceful. It was out there by the water. They have the best dispensaries and like it's not a big deal. Nobody Rhode was Island. like, yeah, it's a nice trip. I mean, it ain't. That's the thing. Places where it ain't nothing to do. Yeah, legalized drugs. Yeah, that's, that's all. See now, place. you might fuck around, get high, and be in Times Square, and all them lights cause a seizure. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> back in Indiana, where I'm from, go ahead and legalize. Ain't shit to do. You ain't nothing corn out, out here anyway. You get high and go get lost in the cornfield. That's right. It. So yes, yeah, so, you know, no harm, no foul. But you got six lanes of traffic coming down Seven mm-hmm. Bad. Is that the place you want to be high at, bro? Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not so at again. All. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm just like, hey, y'all gotta watch where some of these states y'all put it up. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My like Miami, you know. be high in L.A. You got on all blue. Yeah, now, you know, you don't even know you done walked out the house in all blue. Walked into the wrong neighborhood. In the wrong neighborhood, and hey, man, that's why I get that, bro. I don't understand why they they got all these uh, the outfits. Like even this, the thing I'm wearing, it's all blue. I'm a little uncomfortable wearing it. And the lumberjacks, I have a lumberjack home, like all red. I don't wear it that often because I'm like, I don't want nobody like, yo, you know where you at, homie? Biggie Smalls. Yeah. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a classic, you know, uh, wintertime look for the men is the lumberjack joint. Yeah, but now you got to worry about if people are thinking the right gang or not. Nah, but I mean, we not in LA. I mean,. I've heard some things about Bro, gangs it in Brooklyn. New York. I I've been out here almost Listen. ten years. Not let me knock on wood. I haven't encountered it yet. I got a cousin who's a blood, right? Okay. Every time I text him, he will deliberately misspell things with the word C in it. And I've never asked him about it. But he's grown, he got a kid, and I'm like Bro, you, you still can't use the letter C? I don't think you're still active in the gang. I don't think they'll know. I'll never tell. But I can show you text messages <laughs> where he texts me and he don't use the letter C. And I, every text message, I'm like, let me see. He'd be like, congratulations with a K. <laughs> I heard you. I saw you on power. Congratulations. Happy, happy birthday. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas with a K. Or he put uh, Xmas. Christmas? Yeah, Christmas with Merry a K. Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas with a K, not a C. So okay. instead of C's, he'll put K's. Gotcha. Merry Christmas. Or he'll do Xmas. Merry okay, Xmas. Okay, well, some people, they replace the C's with B's, right? He's in blood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's the red guys. Red That's guys. That's interesting. It doesn't make sense. And I'm like, at what point do you say, all right, I'm not misspelling this anymore. Like, if you have to teach your kid And how to does do- your phone, like, pick up on that and just say, Autocorrect. Christmas. Here. Because I'm tired of you typing it and correcting me. Autocorrect, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Of like, I just never felt like I needed, you know. Why would that be a gang rule? That's too fucking hard. Why? And they think it's so hard, but it's like a bunch of dudes all wearing the same colors. Yeah, it's not original. That's, that's kind of uh, not manly at all. That's actually pretty. Um, I, I don't want to use that one. It's pretty um um unmasculine. You want to say? Yeah, yeah pretty not masculine. That, hey, that's Kwame, I, I'd like to see you showed up at work today. Hey, man, I like that shade of red. It really brings out your your nine. Now listen here. Mm. I only fight if there's four to five other men dressed in the same colors that I am. Then I feel safe. Oh, <laughs> yo, Sound my like man, a musical hold up. to me. Hold up, my man. You wearing the wrong shade of blue in this neighborhood. You can't. Is either midnight blue or navy? You coming up in here with some with some sky blue? You gonna whoop your ass? <laughs> How do you know the difference between shades? Why? Soon as my other guys get here, all wearing the same colors as me, y'all in trouble. <laughs> trouble? 
Y'all in trouble. Oh, it's gonna be some trouble. Wait till my other male friends get here wearing all blue as well. We're gonna put it on you. We're gonna put it on We all coordinate. Y'all. We're gonna put it on y'all. All in y'all. trouble. What if they fought like how they did and beat it? That's all when I was a kid. I always thought all gang fights. What train like that. station was that in the video? Beat I don't know. I don't even Oh if I think about it. No, 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 you're thinking of bad. Beat it was bad. Okay. Bad was Just beat, beat it. Yeah. They were in the yeah. warehouse and they were like off from Indiana, bro. They were snap dancing. Okay. So yeah, that was beat it. I'm thinking of bad. Okay, bad was when the But all of it had choreographed kind of gang yeah. dancing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Sorry, it might be Michael Jackson was in the gang. He always had gangs in his videos. I mean, even in the thriller, thing it was about a being gang. from a big family. Mm-hmm. You are in the gang that came from your parents. <laughs> you think the Jacksons ever jumped someone? It's Twelve family members, I think, in the Jacksons. Thirteen. Who's the little kid? Reby. Reby. Yeah, Reby and, and uh, Randy. She was chilling. Yeah. You think they jumped people? Probably. You think I Michael? Mean, you, saw, you saw the movie. They had real male fathers, so they. And you know, it's a small town, Gary. So. No, I know them. You can't really beef with them. Hold on. We're going to go get the boxing gloves and y'all going to do it right here in the front lawn. Remember because in the uh, movie, what was this movie called? Jackson uh, 5, American, The American, American Dream. Dream yeah. That's the only movie we'll acknowledge. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the older boy, was it Jackie, had beef with somebody and the dads just were like, we both work third shift at the factory. Uh... Hey, sons, y'all got beef. Here's the boxing gloves and go right work. in front of everybody. Go so to you, work. you know, they, they molded men back I, I can respect that. But I also know that I also wonder if 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 Michael having beef with someone was kind of like what happened with on that episode of Martin. Like, I know it's TV, but that's funny to me, the idea of, hey, Martin, you ain't so tough with your boys not around. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, Michael, man, you talking a lot of ish. I'm whoop y'all. He's like, Tito. And then they just started fighting. <laughs> That's a, was it like that? Mike was like, uh, uh, the Chris Tucker. Something like that because they had like the little fancy Jerry curls dripping. And yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. y'all look like some of the DeBarges fighting. Uh, give me another family with silky hair. With silky hair? Male uh, family. Uh, who was them dudes? Shalimar. Shalimar. Yeah, 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 it looked like the DeBarges versus Shalimar, which Chappelle, God bless the Chappelle show. He, uh, you know, he uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to. I almost got blame it on the shambles. Almost said memorialized, but the word I'm looking for is he uh, you know, forever etched them in the history. Yeah, memorialized because he no memorialized almost means you're gone, like oh, you're really? dead, like you left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, word I was looking for was he forever froze them in the minds of people as a name, even if you didn't grow up in that era, you know Shalimar, yeah. because Chippewa. Charlie Murphy was on it to my Mickey Free. <laughs> From Mickey Free from Shalimar. They got a new girl. She's a bad bitch. <laughs> That's not Mickey Free. It's not a girl. <laughs> and I mean, if you hear the the tone that Shalimar sang in, yeah, 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 yeah. all that yeah, shit, you think that's a check? But no, it was Shalimar singing in that. Yeah, tone. so gang, I think gang members just identify with one color. That's got to stop. I don't know. Even if you watch, if you play GTA, uh, what was it, five, where the guy was, the guy was in San Andreas, he was a gang member. All the mm. gangs wore colors. It was purple, there was green, and if you were in green in the purple neighborhood, they shot at you. It's like, you know, color could piss you off that much. <laughs> I told you, I wanted fuchsia. This is magenta. Someone's gonna die. That's 
Funny. It's the difference between life and death. Which colors? As you say, life and death here. Uh, colors, colors. <laughs> we're we're live. We're on the podcast, and some news just came down my timeline real quick, and wow. I mean it specifically relates to the podcast. We used to play a game here. If you've been listening to the fan of the podcast, talk about it. Which rate us, review us, subscribe, all that good stuff. Please um, like, share. We're, we're, we're on all the podcast channels: Apple, Anchor, Google Podcast. Spotify, Spotify, Mamafy, uh, YouTube's, all that. Anyway, a uh, game we used to play here at the podcast was aptly, uh, we used to try to guess who created a crime or who did a crime by the race. And uh, if they were white, we would say Betty White. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that was a little play on words there with the actress who was a golden girl. And, um, she was 99, and um, she won't be making it into the new year with us, unfortunately, folks. Uh, got the sad news that actress Betty White passed, passed away today. So, R.I.P. to Betty mm-hmm. White. R.I.P. even to our game. I don't know. We may have to find another thing to say. Yeah. Or maybe we'll keep saying it in remembrance of... In memory of, yeah. The greatest golden girl, or at least we won't say the greatest, the but last she lasted the longest. Yeah, she lasted the longest. And I think they said her birthday was like January, January, 15, January no, 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 January like fourth or fifth, something 15, early seventh. I feel like seventh. It was real quick, and they were looking forward to celebrating her hundredth birthday. So, yeah, man, R.I.P. to Betty White. <laughs> you know, Golden Girls. What was mm-hmm. the song? Thank you for being there a friend. Do, 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 do. That's what Tom these sitcoms are missing. Yeah, the theme song. Yeah, they don't have it no more. You just get. The, I watched Blackish. That shit just came on. Yeah, you get the title, and then that's it. It goes right into the show. What's the man that songs? produces Blackish? Lawrence Fishburne. Stop. Lawrence Fishburne. He's what a producer my man on that the writes show. It? You know the name I'm looking Kenya for. Kenya Barris. Kenya Barris. Well, I mean, I'm just... If I had a conversation with Kenya Barris, I'm Kenya theme song. Bro, that's the thing of the 80s. They don't do that no more. No. How you gonna have a classic streaming. show without a, without a theme Stream, song? Streaming. Yeah, you got fools skipping the intro. Bro, stro- shows are streaming now. Nobody does that. Um, the intro gets you that. in the mood for the show. What's probably the the greatest intro song Different of a shows. TV show for the last 10 years? No, stop. Different Recently. Strokes. Stop. Oh, recent? Recently. You said last, okay, last 10 of years? The last 10 years. Don't think about it. Don't Google it. Just do I'm not it in your mind. It so, so here's what I'm going to throw you because okay. you have to do that. Go ahead, go ahead. They say this is a big, rich town because you knew what was coming. Yeah. All it right. got you so, in the mood he's, for it. So those of you who don't know, he's talking about Power. The power theme was, song, was a man. show that I was on for four seasons. It's a great theme song, but not one of my favorites. For the last 10 years. Give it some time. Let it grow on you. Mind I like you, it. I like every it. other song is reminding you of childhood. So you're calling back to what was, uh, Family Matters? Yeah. Uh, it, it's it, uh, doom, doom. I got to do it the right way. It's a rare condition. This day and age. Reading the news on a newspaper page. Come on, man. And right then your heart gets warm. You think of like so Friday night. Remember they had TGI oh, Friday, Friday nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was that? ABC's on ABC, yeah. So they had Family Matters. What was the white show they had on there? Going Places. Or do you mean Perfect Strangers? 
There was one with the with the with the big woman. She was big back in the day. White woman, Suzanne Summers. Oh, that's uh that was beautiful. Stepping up. No, no, step by step. Step by step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day by day. Come yeah. on, man. Everybody had a theme song. You did. You, all right, I'll give you that. You did know. I, oh, so Power doing Boy that theme world. song. Come on. Power giving them that theme song made that song recognizable. Remember 50 changed it. He did it. In the last season, like and, and everyone called in. Hey, change that shit back. It mattered, bro. You know what's funny is they did that song at... Uh, the premiere for season six, they they performed it, and you know I don't. The crowd really didn't, you know. We're but that's a crowd of. If you're doing the premiere, that's actors and everybody. They're not going to be impressed. The no, regular no, no, no. This, people. This was the one we did at uh, Madison Square Garden. Okay. So there were fans there. All the people who were involved with being on the show, and the famous people, were on the floor, and all okay. the fans were like in the stands and in the back, back. Gotcha. And I remember I was in the crowd. This ain't a flex. I was there because I was on the show. It I, is a flex. Okay. We don't care how you felt. We coming into twenty twenty two, son. I was. I was. It is a flex. I, it's a flex. I was on because I was on the show. I stand up and I'm hyped. You know, me and my castmates. I turn around and I'm looking at the crowd. They're not really feeling it. A boogie with the hoodie was there. Trey was there. They were singing. Well, it goes great with the show. It's one of them that may not play well to a crowd because my they know what they like. Hold on, the emotion. No, they do like it. But the emotion when you hear the song is, all right, turn the lights down. I'm about to watch an hour yeah. of power. On the next episode, now, last week on power. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the, so I'm saying when they performed it, people kind of get locked into that mode. Oh, I'm about to watch yeah, an hour yeah. of power. You ain't turning up. You ain't popping by. You know what I mean? It locks you into a place of, all right, I'm about to get an hour of power. Well, I got to pay attention. Let me get I got to pay attention. I might miss a, a move or two. I'll give you that for the last 10 years, but I would also argue the last 10 years that you could also sing the theme song from Friends. It's not a show that I watched, Friends. but the song by the Cranberries. So Friends. no one told you life was going to be this way. You always want to clap when you get to that part. And you don't know who sang it. By the way, it was the Cranberries. Friends, that but, song won a Grammy. That but, song won a Grammy. I, I, I've never watched Love Friends. Love Lives I, I didn't say it didn't win a Grammy. No, I didn't either. say it's not a great song. I just said I've never watched Friends. I didn't they watch have Friends a Friends experience in New York City. Yeah. Here in New York City, 23rd and Lexington Street. Yeah. And I have, Dope, but it makes me a little jealous because I go, where that Martin experience at? Never happened. Never I want to go to Tommy's job. I want to see Big Shirley live. You know what's funny? Tommy's job will be an empty room. You walk in there, Tommy's job, you walk in there, it will be but white walls. If they could have like Gina's head stuck in between that headboard like yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little midget kid, no, no, like you were about, saying. How about the fight Tommy Hearns experience? Oh, how about man. that? Martin's head all swollen. Dog, that to me was one of the funniest episodes of Martin there was. Mm-hmm. We went to fight him. Martin! I'm the man. What? So again, theme songs, right? So these new shows, it's like we we we, we giving y'all a chance, we giving y'all a shot, but y'all got to get them theme music together. There, there was a time. Well, TV has changed. There was a time when theme song you had to have a catchy theme song in order for people to watch shows. It was a thing. All of the family, different strokes. Cosby Show. Well, it's like, like you said. Now you got a button on the Hulu Netflix you skip, skip intro. You can skip intro, yeah. Because your, your ass ain't got nothing to do. You done got laid off during the pandemic. You watching the whole season instead of having to sit down Monday night. Like you really had to be a fan of the show. Yeah, you got to be there. You right had to started. cancel all your plans for Monday night. 
Go home, yeah. sit down, and watch the latest episode of Seinfeld. Watch the latest episode of Family Matters, Fresh Prince, yeah. Living Single. You, you would watch it right from the beginning, from the first chord of the song. And you would you would sit there and watch the Come intro? Come on, do a little Living Single jingle real quick. We I can't living single in a 90s kind of world. Sound I'm like glad a, I got... Like keep a cat in the alley being choked. Don't be back. Y'all pray for the cat being choked in the alley. Don't be back because I can hit the high notes. Keep your head up. That's you right. Come on. Song. Queen Latifah <laughs> killed that intro. Oh, you going to go to my left. Am I right? She blew that like intro. I get mad with Snowfall. I like the show Snowfall. You go, where the fuck is the theme song, John Singleton? Yeah. R.I.P. W.C. R.I.P. W.C. was um, the lead character. He was his linguistics coach. W.C. Uh, so yeah, you think the they should be, could have at least had a song from him on that show to open it could've up? Could have had something. Play some West Side Connection or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bow down. Bow yeah. down. Come to my town. town. I'm with it. <laughs> with him and Ice Cube. But what, 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 what was your favorite uh, theme song that sticks with you? Out of all, all the of them, are good. Cosby Show. What's that one? Cosby didn't have. It was just a da 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 da. There was no. Song. That's a song. It's a beat. Something like it's a Seinfeld has the the like that thing going, and it transitions the scenes. I'm so, talking about theme songs with words. Well, it's all a theme song to me. It doesn't necessarily have to have words. It was a New York Undercover had a good one, right? It was like blues. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And we ain't gonna talk yeah, about yeah. the wire. You gotta keep the devil down in the hole. And every season they changed the um tone of it. Like one season was kind of rapish, next season was bluesish, jazzish, and then country. You're gonna love this. Grass. You're gonna love this. I'm gonna have to actually sit down and watch The Wire. The Wire is yeah. one of the I watched shows Oz and uh it's scared the crap out of me and watching HBO shows, so I'm gonna go back and watch The Wire now. I should be able to make it through. I hate that. So widely regarded two things is widely regarded as the greatest shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Which actually in the same time period for HBO, Sopranos, and The Wire. And it, it widely depends on, a lot of times if you're talking to black people, they'll say The Wire. If you're talking to white people, they'll Sopranos. say Sopranos. They're both really great shows. I watched The Sopranos over the pandemic, and I would say The Sopranos is really personal, meaning there's a lot with Tony. He gets it's a little family. into socioeconomic, but barely. It's very yeah. much focused on New Jersey, suburban, Italian, modern day. Whereas um, the wire deals with the entire thing, yeah, socioeconomic from the police to the schools to the, to the, to the, schools, to the politicians to the, to the parents at home to the drug dealers to the cops. So those two shows are really similar. They're both regarded as two of the better shows of all time. Mm-hmm. But how voyeuristic is the word? Are we as people meaning? Voyeuristic meaning we kind of like to watch what we don't get to carry out on a day-to-day basis. Drug dealing, killing, murders, whatever, drug abuse, because we don't get to be the junkie. You know what I mean? So I said that to say I I feel negative when I go, those are two of the best shows. And Mm -hmm. then people will get off into the third. Oh, well, the third best show of all time is Breaking Bad. You go, another drug dealer? Yeah. Oh, well, fifth, I well, got power. Pe- people, and then you go, 
More drug dealing? I will say that people like fantasy. Like that's a life that most Boy, of us. You don't most get to us, live that life. Most of us don't know, and you just you romanticize so what it's people like. People kind of want to watch on TV what they don't get to see every day: murder and killing, dealing, even the cheating, and the, the, the you know how Ghost was on power. It's like you don't get to be like that. You got probably two yeah, times it's, to it's, fuck up, and your wife gonna go. You was well, out past your curfew, and that's it. I will even say a TV show. I never watched it, but a TV show like Scandal. Uh, well, they love scandal, like that es- intrigue and espionage, and women are like, yeah, she fell in love with the president, and she still finds time to run this company and make all this money. I was like, it's a fantasy. There's no woman out there sleeping with the president, and also trying to set <laughs> And also trying up. to work. Yeah, work and set <laughs> No, I got up. this girl, I got this job. <laughs> yeah, I can't be around With the exception of Monica Lewinsky. But it's a fantasy. Everybody else quit their job. And and that's what it is. People like that fantasy of like, yo, I've never, this is what drug dealers like. The the exception of Stormy Daniels. But I'll I'll say this. Everyone else says, I slept with a president. I am not working again. I think that my favorite theme song all time out of everything I've ever seen is Different Strokes. Because I I love Different Strokes as a kid. I love Arnold. I love Willis, and I felt like, damn. It's a little before my time. When does Different Strokes run about? That was 80? in the 80s, yeah. The 80s. Right, but I'm an 86 or so. Mind you, I was, you know. Well, it should have been on repeats at that point. But I was a spur. Well, I dog, let me tell you what. When I was a little kid growing up, they didn't have not a lot of black people on TV. It was um, Arnold and Willis, and then the guy from Designing Women. It was just them three on okay, TV. Okay, that went from 78 to 85. There you go. So you would see why I was yeah. It's like I was yeah. born in June of 86. There was so only there was only three black people I on TV. I just missed it. Arnold, Willis, and like I said, the guy from Designing Women. Oh, that's the... What you talking about, Willis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I still kind of know that in reference. I watched a lot of comedy growing up, and yeah. people would kind of just... Drop these taglines or whatever, and you. So now I know more about the tagline than I do. But, but let me ask it, it you song. about that time. What was, what was this, this, this small black kid? Because he was. A, I, I'm trying to use the right term. Midget little person's war. What is his name? Emmanuel Lewis. Is that him? Yeah, I feel like he was. He wasn't a midget. I feel like he was. There's a there's a there's a name for his condition. Gary Coleman was, oh, was in different strokes. Yeah, Gary Coleman's not a mention either. He there's a condition. But at that time you had Emmanuel Lewis. What was he in? Webster. Webster, right. So I, I always laugh and say that's what brought America together was these shows about you know these midgets. White fans. saviors. <laughs> Webster. White saviors. Both of those shows are about white saviors. Are they? Yeah. Okay, yeah Different yeah, strokes. Yeah, yeah, Mister. Uh, what was his name? Well, I wasn't arguing about it, but I was just asking. Mister. Like What's I his said, These are all slightly before my time, but I did notice that theme of like, why are these black midgets like kind of holding down America? So yeah, Emmanuel. Because that's Lewis. what people like. I mean, hold on, let me see what the guy's name was on Different Strokes. That was from '83 to '87, so it ran kind of in competition with Different Strokes. Of okay, they got a black midget, so we got to get a black midget. You know, uh, what did we just say? What was his name? Not Emmanuel Lewis. What was the other name? What? Yeah, you getting on my nerves here? You? you. I'm, tr- <laughs> I'm trying to find. No, I'm just. Well, I just said we just named this guy. What was his name? Oh, Emmanuel Lewis. No, not Emmanuel. Gary Lewis. Coleman. Competition. Gary Coleman. Right. That's the versus the world want to see. <laughs> Emmanuel Lewis versus Gary Coleman, baby. You'd like to see him in celebrity death match? Which... I mean, nah, not we're not going that far because I, I got rest both of them. I think yeah. they're both. 
Pat. No, Emmanuel Lewis is still alive. What are you talking about? Okay. Yeah, Gary Coleman dead. I don't know. Uh, Drummond. So, white saviors, bro. Mr. Drummond adopted two black kids, and then Emmanuel Lewis and Webster was adopted by a white couple. So, that white savior thing with the kid with a lot of tood was big in the 80s. You know, you, know, you see a lot of black had people. Your black midget, baby, and, and that was the key to success. Like I said, now I'm realizing even, different strokes ran from it looks like 76. Bro, even the facts 75. of life. The facts of life had Tootie. And she was she always wore roller skates. And that was like, you know, black folks was the trendsetter. Oh, roller skates all the time. That's the thing. It's like, okay. Can you imagine how bad it must have been for <laughs> chick? She maybe Kim Fields didn't know how to roller skate. Like, Tootie's going to wear roller skates all the time. even like Punky Brewster. She had a black friend. Right. But I'm saying it was very child-oriented. Yeah. And if you couldn't get me a child, then get me a... um. I didn't realize that was the Soleil Moonfry chick. Soleil Moonfry. Still see her. She's out there in a few things. But Soleil Moonfry is super. So, yeah, you had to kind of have a cute cut. Super kid. duper fine. Super Even duper fine. Even the Cosby show, I feel like uh, that's Raven Simone kind of plays that role from the Cosby show. Yeah, I like I like so I like Punky Brewster. Soleil Moonfry was fine. Um, but she. <laughs> So she suffered from the reverse of what Gary Coleman and uh, Emmanuel Lewis suffered from. Emmanuel Lewis and Gary Coleman suffered from a disease. Now, they weren't midgets, but she suffered from the reverse, which was gigantomastia, which means she had some gigantic titties. And she she had to get a reduction. Uh, What? why, Why is this on Wikipedia? You look up this. Yeah, you confusing me now because I'm looking at Solil as a grown woman and going, look at Solil Moonfry. Of like I, I recognize her name, and that, again, all of this is slightly before me. But obviously, in the '86, you see a rerun or something in 1990 of like, oh, Punky Brewster. But like, yeah, yeah, that, that's what that, she was known for when she grew the up. Child or the childlike figure was kind of the star of these shows. And even we mentioned earlier uh, Janet Jackson or Michael Jackson. Of uh, Janet Jackson was what show was that? That she was Penny. Good times. Good times. So. Yeah, every show back then kind of had to have a child or a childlike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout to Emmanuel Lewis, who once sat on Michael Jackson's lap. We still not quite sure what was going on there. And Keeping your head above water. Shouts out to all of them and whatever was going on. But yeah, in the 80s, they definitely had some weird like, you got that? You got a midget? Is it a black midget? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, listen, there were more. Listen, there were more work for little people in that time than there is now. You know, they had Alf. Remember Alf? That was a little person that had to get up in there. Alf and was he? Alf. Yeah, I remember Alf. I'm saying, was was that a little person in that costume? Hell yeah, they, oh, they had him in little costume walking around. Um, so they was getting it. There, there was more work for them back then instead of now. Now you got Peter Dinklage taking all the roles, man. And who's who's the guy from? Um... Which Nicki Minaj raps about Mr. Drummond a lot. And now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, she very much tells her age in that because yeah. you go, Mr. Drummond. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like, all right, you are early 80s baby to have watched yeah, that because I'm that. a later 80s baby and I'm going, Mr. Who? But yeah, if you say Webster life. or if you say Emmanuel Lewis, yeah. I go, oh, oh okay. I kind of know who you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, that's TV was different. The Jefferson. So bring back black 
What did you say? The Jeffersons. Little people. Little people, yes. Bring back little people people on television. Yes. Network. Mm -hmm. Bringing the families together and whatnot. Close second after Different Strokes theme songs is Jeffersons. Jefferson's George Jefferson, okay. Weezy, moving on up, yeah. on up. Oh, you said about that theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's one of the theme songs too. Lux give that with you. Beans don't burn in the kitchen. That's 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 church music right there. They took gospel church and brought it to the mainstream, and everybody was. Oh, a lot of trends. There you go. Just get, get up that hill. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't watch the show, but I know the so That's why I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that almost should be the test. I would, if I was directing pilots, I would almost. What's your theme song? You sang it to me, Edgo. That ain't gonna cut it. They gotta bring work on your theme song. Bring them back. Bring them back. Bring them back. Bring back them theme songs. I I agree. Bring back black little people. Bring back little people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different strokes. That's how we got on this. Yeah, different strokes. As the world, what was the the black sitcom? Different world. Different world. Yeah, yeah. I know my parents loved me, stood behind me one day. Come what may, I know that. A lot of uh, kids that went to black colleges, they credit that yeah. show with getting them there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you know. They, but, but, no, but, but here's my problem. They they fucked up what my vision of college was. I thought college was going to be just like on a different world, and it wasn't. And I was mad. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So the, the the guys and the girls get to stay on the same floor? What? We don't, we don't have RAs who look like they're in their 50s? What? What? Who is my Sinbad residence assistant? So you got there and said, where's Jasmine guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> her beautiful I ass. Like, I've seen a picture of her recently, and you go, still got it. Still bad. Come on, Whitley. <laughs> bad is bad, baby. Yeah, she still is bad, but... Mostly. So I always thought up. college was going to be like what I saw on TV, and it wasn't. This shit was boring. I'm like, this is nothing <laughs> like fucking TV. Where's exactly. Dr. Cosby Where, getting down in? Where's the dean that everyone hates? And it's like, you never see the deans. You don't even know who they are unless you're... I'm going to have to go back and watch this because even that is slightly before me. Uh, Meaning like... Cosby Show in a different no, world? No, 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 no. Yes, both. I, I miss both. No, you didn't. The the different one came out, out, oh, out. Different one came out in the 90s. You were there. I was a baby. In the 90s? What baby is like, where, where? Turn on Cosby. Like, no. Shit. I thought you were You're like, when? When? Turn on Lamb Chop, Barney, something, you know. DuckTales? Ninja Turtles. At least you're not aware of Duck Ninja Turtles. No, okay. the first, like, grown up shows that I watched were Fresh Prince and stuff. I was five. Mm-hmm. In Living Color, I was five. Of really? like, you gotta be. Yes, I was here. But I wasn't, you weren't too going, you Jasmine Guy. <laughs> like, no. Hilarious. Lark Voorhees, Saved by the Bell. That's now. Facts. That's facts. I no. did not like Saved by the Bell TV show. I like that theme song. I did not like the TV show. I mean, I'll hold you. Don't break off into it. Because Zach, Zach didn't have no black friends. It was only one black girl in the whole <laughs> Bayside. When I wake up in the morning and I, make, I gotta make a school on time. Gonna tell me get my look. I just was like, cool. Ain't no black people in Bayside. No. And he didn't even date Lark Voorhees. He never Boer dated her. And he was her friend. And what he, did Lark Voorhees go on to do? What did she go on to do? Uh, Melrose, didn't she? 
Was it Melrose? Nah, it was something else. It wasn't Melrose. What was the other show she was on? She was on for like a hot second. I'm going to have to look this up. We had some 90s hotties, baby. Jasmine Guy, Larkin Voorhees. We had some, didn't we? And she still she looks good. I, I forget her name. 47. Unbelievable Lord, and looking good. Matters. Lisa Turtle. Yes, Lord. Hold on. Let me just bring back Lisa Elisa Turtle. Turtle. 47 years old. Who is Lisa Turtle? Lark Voorhees. That's the character she played on Saved by the Bell. Oh, okay. Right, right. Yes. And Lark, you know, Jason's name is Voorhees. Five foot three? You, could, you wouldn't even know she's five foot three. Amazing. She looks good, though. All right, let's see. Would you? No, oh, yeah, look at her. Still break her off? That's her. I would. I mean, you know. From Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, she, look at that. That's one thing I liked. Um, was it Tom Cruise? It wasn't Tom Cruise. Who's my man? Other guy. He's manly, though. What is his name? George Clooney. That, you know, when they talk about limousine liberals as a political stance of life, you know, these Hollywood entertainers that they parrot all these same opinions of like an actual poor person or working class person. Mm -hmm. And a, a lot of people will get off into, well, those are limousine liberals and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they're from Hollywood. You, you know, hard time agreeing with them. But Clooney cleared that up to say, you know, Clooney's from Kentucky. A bro. I was 22 when I got here. What do you mean? No one's actually from Hollywood. Mm -mm. So back to your point about Lark Voorhees. She's from where? Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville? Yep. Okay, home of country music. Mm -hmm. okay. She was also in How to Be a Player. I don't know if that's the one yeah, you're thinking okay, of. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah, she was. No, I was saying she was on another TV show, I thought, after that. Yeah, well, I couldn't figure out which one it was because she never had a regular role on anything. She was just guest star, guest mm. star, guest star. Yeah, man. She, she was, was on Martin. Right. She played the crazy uh, girlfriend. Mm hmm. Yeah. Lark Voorhees. Whew. Talk about the 90s, baby. Beautiful. Shouts out to her wherever she is. Okay, yeah. I never knew the name of the character that she acted out, but yeah, she was in a lot of stuff. So, yeah, that was the 90s, right? Lark Voorhees. What is my girl that played uh, in. Not Saved by the Bell, but Boy Meets World, the white girl Topanga that everybody had a crush on. Uh, uh what is her name? There's a few of them, man. But that's what I'm saying. We, we got to bring that back. But, you know, that was a different time where family sat down. I remember, you know, me and my family back in Indiana or Georgia, wherever we were. It was kind of an 8 o'clock, like, everybody... Put your homework down, come eat dinner type deal. And you know, I had four brothers and sisters, and everybody watched what was on one TV. Yep. But now you got iPads, mm -hmm. iPods, on demand, iPhone, streaming. And you get in a car to where, you know, three different people are listening to four different things. But back then, everybody had to agree on one TV show or one yeah. channel to watch. And I feel like that's part of why our families are so scattered now and less together. Yeah, we used to have to vote on what to listen to on the radio when I was a kid. You wanted to listen. You had to pick. Mm -hmm. And then if you outvoted, hey, that's that's you have to deal with it. You don't get to listen to what you want. I don't want to. Like, I had two sisters. I always uh, got outvoted. They wanted to watch 90210 when I wanted to watch, like, the A-Team or something. 
Mm-hmm. Or if you want to think Power like Rangers say, versus listen, Beverly Hills 90210. I've been doing my Uber thing, so I'm back in these streets picking up customers and whatnot. Okay. I had this mother. Now, the mother, she probably got mom ears to where she only hears what she needs to hear from her kids. But I got single man ears of, I don't have no kids. I hear everything they doing. Get in the car. In the back seat, there's three girls. Mm-hmm. All of them are listening to a different song. None of them had headphones. It's driving me crazy. Of like, you got these three songs playing. Let's say one girl's playing Justin Bieber, the other girl is playing the Jonas Brothers, and the only other one's listening to Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And my head is ready to pop. And the mother's just sitting there like, Nothing's even happening. And I want to say to her, ma'am, can you just bring them all together on one accord to agree to one fucking song at a time? Nope. Nope. That never happens. And I mean, they're all, you know, varying ages. I'd say they're probably five, seven, and nine. So it was no point in me trying to, in this 10-minute ride, like, get their family on one accord. But that's how we used to be. Mm-hmm. One radio... One TV, we're all watching Boy Meets World, Family Matters, Fresh Prince, Martin. We're going to agree. <laughs> Whereas, like I said, now, every kid's got a TV in their room. They got a tablet, yeah. And if they ain't got a TV, they got a tablet. If they ain't got a tablet, they got an iPhone. It just makes me, it makes me feel old. It, it's sep- you know, it's nah, separation. It's separation. I think, you know, there's mm-hmm. something to... You can go in any house. They could all be 50. It could be Thanksgiving. And turn on whatever show they used to watch when they were kids. And they revert right back to that same place. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. So I I feel a little bit of like disconnect with these kids. Like they got too much choice. There's too many options. Too many options. Either if you didn't like what was on TV, you had to go read a book or play with toys. You didn't, you really couldn't go turn on Disney Plus, Netflix or Paramount Plus and Watch something, and you didn't get to pick what came on. No. What came on? They was told what you what you were gonna watch. Yeah. No, 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 no. What came on was what came on. That's what I'm saying. You didn't get to go. Oh, it's midnight. I'm finna watch Peppa Pig. Yeah, nope. You watched Peppa Pig at nine thirty a.m. Or you didn't watch you Peppa it at all. Pig. You had to wait till the next next Tuesday. You had to wait till the next night. Yeah. It was on. Yeah, one of my favorite jokes about television was uh, from uh, R.I.P. Um, What's his name? Uh, Richard Pryor's writer, Paul Mooney, was about TV. Remember when TV you had? <laughs> remember when TV went up there? It had dignity. <laughs> now it's a ball night. Like that was a ball night. Like <laughs> we used to get yeah, off TV and play the anthem, and it would go Mooney off. What had pandemic? That is oh, crazy. that was my favorite jokes, man. Man, that dude was hilarious. So talking about TV now. TV's twenty four seven. So yeah, TV is a whole hole. If y'all don't know and you're listening, Paul Mooney, one of the greatest comedians. Mm-hmm. I mean, just raw, just the definition of edgy, like not trying uh, to be, just just was. Just he grew up in the South, I think Louisiana, 1960s. So he just he said whatever he wanted to about race. And it mm-hmm. came from a real place of like he said, when I was growing up, they told me, nigga, you can't go to the school. So, yes, I'm sitting on this stage, and I'm saying, cracker, and I'm, so, yeah, 
We lost an architect. Yeah, yeah. We're losing a lot of our architects, as we said earlier, with Betty White and all these different people, man. I'm curious to see what Mooney and Pryor would say about, like, what's going on with comedy now and and, and the the change in it. Because I was only reminded of Pryor recently because I was watching Martin, and people forget he was on an episode of Martin. And I think that for Martin, yeah. I'm going to have to find that He was on, it was in season, I want to say season one or two. And they open the show up, and it's Richard Pryor, and Martin's interviewing him, mm. and he's talking, and then Pryor still had, I could see he still had the chops. Like, he had was- that spark, and he yeah. appreciated it, because even at Hall of Nights, him and Eddie Murphy on screen is great. Yeah, it is, and I well, like that. Eddie Murphy, is his son, and Hall yeah, of quick, Nights. Yeah, quick, yeah, uh, quick. No, 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 it wasn't his son, he adopted him. They always said, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was his adopted son. son. Yeah. Because they would always right. say, well, they had beef. And it's like, you know, but it, it, you, if you guys didn't go, go back and watch nice. Martin talking to Richard Pryor. And you can and, see and Paul Martin. Mooney was one of Richard Pryor's writers yeah. and also stood on his own as a comic. Watch Black Jesus. Uh, Cleopatra was black, Black Jesus, whatever it's called. That's Paul Mooney's stand up comedy special. Watch mm-hmm. that. It's top 10 special all time. But also, if you have a chance, go back and watch this episode of Martin with Pryor and just watch how Martin is watch. like cheesing. He's loving talking to Pryor. He's like, you one of my comedy heroes. And and you could tell Pryor's telling jokes and he still got it. I could, even though he had, this, he had already been taken over by the Parkinson's, but he was still, mm-hmm. you could still see like the, the sparkle. So Yeah, he still had that twinkle in his eye. Yeah, like, but, man, I'm, I'm being appreciated by another generation. Yeah. And that was kind of Paul Mooney I'll on never the Chappelle get show. To, this generation will never get to know Pryor. When he bought Paul Mooney on the Chappelle show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of like, yeah, you unlocked Paul Mooney for a whole nother generation. Thanks, Chappelle. Mm-hmm. This is the guy he grew up. He said... I could say anything. What do you say about what do you say about Brian Gumbel and Wayne Brady? You said Wayne Brady makes Brian Gumbel look like Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest things he ever said was two things. One that stands out of recent member, everybody wants to be a nigga, but nobody wants to be a nigga. If you ever listen to Yeah, that's true. If you ever listen to Earth Gang, which I'm a big fan of Earth Gang, a rap group from Atlanta. A lot of people say they reminisce a little bit of Outcast. They do. It's a duo. They, they do come off that a way. A little bit. But, they, 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 but but because I really grew up with Outcast, so it's like no, but yes, but no, but yes. <laughs> anyway, because they say it in their song, everybody wants to be a nigga, but nobody wants to be a nigga. Which Donald Glover put on Atlanta. New season coming out. Great eye for talent, Donald Glover. I'll say that about him. New season. Um, Back to Paul Mooney. The other thing that he famously said was, you go downtown looking for justice, and that's just what you find. Just Just us. us. And he gave that gem to Richard, yeah. and Richard used it in the I went down way. there looking for justice, and that's all who I found in it. Just us. Break worthy, and yeah. Richard would tell you, Paul gave me that. Then he, like, he gave him that. He gave him the, um, the other one, too. What's the other one he gave beautiful him? Beautiful satire, Paul. Paul was great at satire and irony of like, he, everything he said was true. It wasn't no jokes. <laughs> He, he said, said the, the last samurai. He said it in a funny oh. way. He said it in a funny way. Well, he had the tone. The last samurai starring Tom Cruise. And you go, yeah. <laughs> you didn't need to be a joke there. The last samurai of Tom Cruise. The last samurai starring last samurai of Tom Cruise. Hollywood's hilarious. Hollywood's funny. The last samurai starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> that you just go, yeah. 
supposed to be Japanese. Yeah, he talked about he talked Japanese about words. he talked about Troy too, and I think one other of these movies where they were like is something based in Egypt, one no black people in it, which was funny. But listen, we've gone on a little long for segment one, but hey, we have to because this is for the new year. This is the last segment. Segment one is the last one the of the last year. Yeah. segment of the year. Y'all gonna hear it after the new year. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever the case, we no, wanna no. hear from y'all. No, they're gonna hear it this year. So y'all hear. hit us up. Y'all what's, let what's, us wait, know. Wait, hold up. What's the name? Negro, this is the last day the of the year. Oh, shit. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We'll put this out tonight so that way it's posted before the new year rolls in and doesn't sound dated. Here's what I want to hear from y'all. Go ahead. I want to hear y'all resolution. Well, what's, what's your resolution? Their resolutions, not mine. You haven't said. I've already told you what my resolution is. What was your resolution? About writing and paying more attention to writing and, and being very intentional. Well, state that for the people. What's your resolution, bro? All right. My resolution for 2022 is I'm going to take my comedy to the next level. Make sure I'm writing every day. At least 15, 20 minutes a day. Sit down and take a look at my jokes mm. and try to... Make it more topical. I'm going to force myself to watch the news and stay abreast of current events so I always got something to say. Abreast. That's not a pause. That's actually... No. Hell yeah, abreast. Yeah, yeah, abreast. Anytime I hear abreast, I just... I'm going to stay stay double D abreast of current events. My mind goes, wait, what? You say abreast and I get distracted, so... What what are your uh, resolutions? Honestly, man, and this is what I hate about myself. I am a very um, self-aware. I'm also very appreciative. Mm -hmm. So when I get to the new year, I just appreciate and press reset because I always feel like, you know, I could be that person that says I'm going to try to appreciate my family more, Mm -hmm. my friends more, comedy more. But you go, man, I do all of that on a nightly basis. I come home at... It might be 2 a.m. after shows and go, yo, tonight was dope. Right. You know, I went to Caroline's, boom. I had a spot at the comic strip, boom. I bounced down to New York Comedy Club. I had a spot there, boom. Mm -hmm. It was all love and fun of like, so yeah, I don't be having a lot of like, I think those are resolutions mostly are for Really, a lot of people who don't do, but for a pe- person like myself, I go, bro, you you do, you appreciate on a daily basis. You don't need Thanksgiving to give thanks of like, mm-hmm. I appreciate, so I don't be have press reset. Let's do the same thing I did this year again and less try to hope mistakes. it increases and not even less mistakes. I don't feel like I'm out here making a lot of mistakes. It's like, nah, just let's do it again. Mm. Let's do what we did last year again. Let's appreciate every well, night, every person we come into contact with, every comedy show, free or paid, a hundred people there or ten, well, ten we, people there or five, five people there or one. We like, want to ask y'all this: like, what's your resolution? What's your I resolution? got a resolution. Phil doesn't need resolutions, I'm a but it's okay if you don't. Have... I'm a better person than you. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to say. Than, he's better than you. You know it. Uh, but what are your resolutions? Let us know. I'm on Twitter, the Avery Mason, and Instagram, Avery Mason Official. And Phil is also on all social media. Come on, I am y'all. Phil Hunt. Especially in this collapse. Yeah, let us know. How you up. a person? How you been a bad person? And they took everything away from you. No job, no nothing. Like mm. 
None of that. You couldn't even go out the we house a year home. ago. Two years ago. I think it's cool to make plans for next year. Just, you know, say, look, this is where I'm at and this is where I want to be. This is what I'm going to do. That's what no, I'm saying. Is. There's nothing wrong with that. In the last two years, you really had to try to be a bad person or try to be unappreciative. They took everything, dog. We was at home, home. Yeah, we was at home, man. <laughs> home, home. Yeah, the industry changed while we were at home. Now people Some of realize, us couldn't leave our, our bedrooms or our living rooms. You know, so. you know how much money Netflix made during that shutdown? There was nothing else to do. Everybody was watching Netflix. Everybody, they made so much money. The only people who made money during the pandemic were Netflix and Clorox. The people who made Clorox. <laughs> They're the only motherfuckers who made money. Because that's that that's 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 what it, that's where the world was. No, everybody was at home. Everybody's wiping some shit down. So those Don't are two people the testing sites. Now they didn't make money. Well, no, what I'm saying is, a lot of my friends and stuff have got jobs at testing sites. That's a dangerous job. That's a fucking dangerous job. More dangerous than being a shark feeder or working at. Because even now they keep trying to say, well, if you go home for the holidays, just get tested and go. So I'm standing in line with a hundred people who may or may not happen. Yeah, the, and some of them may, even if it's only three. Bro, those lines for the holiday season were long, and I'm like, y'all, all y'all want to get tested now? I like, can't lie, I'm, I'm just playing by ear of if I feel like I got it, I probably got it. How do you feel right and now? I'm still not. I don't feel like I have it. Okay. So I'm not going, but I'm going. I'm not going around a hundred motherfuckers who may or may not have it and have yeah. symptoms. Here's the other thing. The nurses who've been there all day, who've been around 100 times 10 people who may or may not have it. And guess what? Mm. Out of 100, 12 of them motherfuckers had it. Probably. And guess who was there all day? The, the nurse. nurses. They well, gave you the test. So I'm chilling. I'll tell you this. I got tested yesterday just because I got something coming up. I told you I'm going to LA in a little okay. bit. I am negative. Uh, it's, it's, that's going to be a thing now. I think it's, it's going to be a know, thing now. Where, well, it's good to know. I was, I didn't, I felt fine, much like you. But I just like, I need, according Clarity. to New York City says, I need documentation. Hundred percent. So show me. Okay, here it is. I'm negative. Cool. You good? Awesome. So and you know that may be changing the stigma of testing because we all know there are other tests mm-hmm. that affect the general population and who we're around way less. Mm-hmm. But you go. Maybe now people will get used to tests. I'm trying to find a positive. In I, I think so. I think we need more people just going and getting their health and being responsible. I because this was one of those things where sexually, mm-hmm. I don't want to say you always have to be responsible, but like, especially as men, it's like how many. Yes, I want to have sex with a thousand women. Right. Only two of them let me. I just so, wanna, so you get tested to, for those two women. I just but I'm saying say for this, this is, yeah. you've been around a thousand people. You're responsible for a thousand people. So I just wanted to say this real quick also that we lost a lot of people this year in 2022. I just want to say a special shout out to my boy Brian Crawford who passed away. And you bringing that up the point about going to get tested and going to the Dr. Moore. He had a pain in his side mm. and it was his appendix. But they didn't know that. His grandmother kept trying to say, go to the hospital, get checked, go to the hospital. He did not go and he died in his sleep. Yikes. From not getting his appendix burst and he died. So, 
Appendix. I, it's appendix. Isn't that crazy? All of what? You know, something that's so minor. I procedure. think you can get that taken out. Right? It was a minor procedure, but so you can live without. He was one. so against going to the hospital, and he fought it, fought it, fought it. He was in pain for a while, and he died in sleep. So, say all that to say. Yes, go get tested, but also go to the doctor and get your health taken care of. Don't ignore that pain. Don't be a punk and be afraid to go to the doctor and get tested. The CDC ain't paid us nothing to say that we're saying Not that at all. Tell you to take care of your health. You. Not at all. We need you as listeners. We, we need more listeners. Get, help your wife carry them groceries upstairs. Right. We don't want to have to help your wife in the subway carry the That's funny. Up the Feels stairs. like I don't want to take responsibility for what you should be doing. Just saying, bro. <laughs> you died now. I got to step in for your wife. We need you here. For your bro. husband? We need you to carry yeah. the other side of that stroller. Facts. <laughs> so listen, we got segment two coming up advice time and the final Betty White for 2021. Happy New Year from me. Happy motherfucking New Year. And folks. Phil, y'all turn up, stay tuned. Uh, but I don't know though. Like, share, subscribe. Part news. Yeah. Do it for Betty White. Betty White. Welcome back. It's time for segment two, which got Betty White and advice time. Now, Betty White is a game that we play where we... Re- I'm going to read a crime uh, to you, the listener, and to our esteemed judge here, Mr. Phil Hunt. And he's going to try to decide based on the facts of the case, whether the person who committed a crime was black, white, or another race that we don't talk about enough. Other. Other. Okay. And then uh, we also do advice during this segment. And and if they white or I feel like they white, I'm going to say Betty White for the last time. Right. For 2021. For 2021. Well, stay tuned. Advice time. I just want to give y'all a heads now up. I want it to be in her remembrance. R.I.P. Betty White. We just want to give y'all a heads up. We're not advice experts. We give our opinions. If you want to listen to it, great. If not, I don't know. You want Do professional you. advice, seek professional advice. It's going to cost you this free advice. Yeah, it's though, free. So you ain't got to pay. No, to appreciate that. There's no copay. It's just what we say. Free 99. Free 99. So let's get right into Betty White. All right, let's wrap it up here. Uh, stolen Bridge Caper in Ohio is solved. <laughs> <laughs> Already funny. Akron police say man hired a crane service to haul it away. Uh, here we go. How do you steal a bridge? Hire a crane service, of course. People in Akron, Ohio say 63-year-old man did just that to steal a 58-foot pedestrian bridge. The bridge had been sitting unused for years in the field of a local park. Why is this? <laughs> Hold on. It cut off here. Okay. Uh, the bridge has been sitting unused for years in the field of a local park, and authorities say Bramley, this man, paid a trucking company to pick it up and haul it to his house. <laughs> Police were flooded with tips when the crime came to light. He's charged with felony theft and is due in court this week. The bridge will be returned in the coming days. <laughs> so the Grinch, is there more? The bridge is almost all polymer, I'm told, and really just connected by some bolts. So if you have any equipment... Sockets or anything of that nature, it wouldn't have been very difficult at all to start the process of disassembling that. Tire tracks suggest the thieves first removed brush that had grown around the bridge. Deck boards were then stolen, followed by the frame and sides about a week later. <laughs> the bridge is worth about $40,000. 40 k mm-hmm. He took forty k with a forklift. And how much he paid for that with the crane? What is the crane rental? I don't know. They didn't say. You know you're in the country when you know the price of crane rental. That's first off. 
You can come to New York all day. You're not moving nothing, but that's funny. So he stole a footbridge, basically a bridge that had been in the park for years. Yeah. He unscrewed it, unbolted it, and took it to the crib. Like, this mine. That's crazy. It, it made me think of the Grinch that stole Christmas, but this Grinch stole a bridge. Like, what was his reasoning? Like, they never said. He just, <laughs> he just said, yo, I want this bridge for my backyard uh, garden display. I feel like that's definitely a white guy, because that's definitely Betty White, bro. Like, if you stole a bridge, he stole like, a bridge. we didn't even know you could steal no bridges. We, you know, we're, only, we're only focused on uh, you know stuff at the corner store. I mean, we ain't got that type of folk. We steal shit that makes sense. Food, <laughs> clothes. Cars, yeah. Man, we still essential items. This motherfucker out here stealing non-essential bridges, <laughs> just taking them to his backyard. That is like, what was the point in that? The bridge that had been there—they said fifty years. So, and when you said Akron, Ohio, which God bless the brother LeBron James, it was his birthday recently too, or yesterday actually, as we record this episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, LeBron's thirty-seventh birthday. He's from Akron. If the king wanted the bridge, he'd just say, give me the bridge, and they would give him the bridge. <laughs> well, see, that's the nerve. It's like LeBron scored, you know, however many points to get that bridge or, you know, city highway named in his name. And this mm-hmm. guy is just like, nah, I just deserve a bridge. <laughs> as small as it is, that's a weird thing to want and a weird thing to certainly take that it's like, you didn't think nobody was done with the bridge is just gone. So the guy that he had removed it didn't say, hey man, I think someone may notice tomorrow that we took the bridge. We probably shouldn't take the bridge. Mm-hmm. See, that's some shit you do when you high. All right, let's go to That's the- a high, because we used to hit it a lot. That's that's a high one. He was high. You think so when he Don't sold the bridge? That out. You on drugs. What kind I of never drugs? never crossed the bridge and thought, I should take this shit home. <laughs> you ever walked across a bridge and thought, I ought to take this shit. I walked across the Brooklyn Bridge when I first moved to New York. I said, oh, that was pretty sturdy, actually. I got to see a little bit of the Statue of Liberty from there, view of Brooklyn, nice view of Manhattan. It never occurred to me. I should pack this shit up and take it home. God bless. All right. White people just have some great imagination. Oh, Betty well, white. speak. And he was white. Speaking of white people, let's uh, move along to another story. Hope I didn't just give it away, but I think the story itself. Guy pretends to be Patriots player, swindles Super Bowl ring, which, <laughs> which he then sold fraudulently. Uh, a New Jersey man has agreed to plead guilty in a convoluted fraud scheme involving Super Bowl rings. It all started in September of 2017, the year the Patriots won the Super Bowl, when Scott Spina, 24, sent an Instagram message to a former Patriots player who had left the team after the big win. Spina offered to buy his Super Bowl ring, and the player agreed. But Spina handed over a bad check when they met to do the trade. Spina, who later sold the ring for sixty-three grand, had also somehow gotten a document containing information about a company that sells Super Bowl rings, plus the former Patriots player's username and password for the company website. <laughs> Posing as the player, 
Spina ordered three family versions of the Super Bowl ring, which are slightly smaller but otherwise very similar, <laughs> which he had engraved with the name Brady, pretending they were gifts for Tom Brady's baby. He then contacted the broker who purchased the original ring, posing as a friend of Brady's nephews, and claiming the nephews wanted to sell the Super Bowl rings Brady was giving them for Thanksgiving. The nephews want yeah. to sell? Yeah. Nephews. That's, that, yes. Continue. The nephews wanted to sell the Super Bowl rings Brady was giving them for Thanksgiving. That broker ultimately got suspicious and backed out of the deal, but Spina sold the rings to an auction house for a hundred grand, more than three times what he paid for them, and one of them ultimately sold an auction for $337,219. Wow. $337, Can you believe it? Spina, who was previously sentenced to 35 months behind bars in another fraud case, will appear in court on this one. After I told you all of that, black, white, other, what do you think? I think when he gets to court, they should flip a coin. <laughs> on which side of the field he's defending. This football-ass play, I feel like, requires football answers. Because I'm not even mad at him. It's like, you get what the market demands. If someone was stupid enough to pay you over a hundred thousand for something, you pay thirty thousand for, which still he, is a flip. He had a nice little go, come up off of. Go, who would ever pay that much for Tom Brady? If someone is stupid enough then for you to say, well, it's not me. The nephews want to sell. Right. And if anyone's nephew ever sells you anything and you don't think to go, how old is this nephew? Right. Tom Brady's nephews probably. I guess if the oldest are 13, that it's like they're not old enough to be selling you a Super Bowl. Well, that's ring that's why the guy life. that's why the guy got suspicious and he called the cops. It's like, yo, this guy's selling me Tom Brady's nephew's trying to sell a Super Bowl. So it's like, tell if a half a lie, but you can't tell no whole lie. If your time. uncle, who's one of the biggest players in the world, gives you a ring, you think they're gonna sell it a 13 year old? No, take it to school. Look, so look, Tom. my uncle's Tom Brady. Look what he gave me. Oh my god. Oh, Lord. You gonna sell it? White. Yeah, I'm not even gonna pull up a picture of that one. That is definitely because black dudes is just like you want Michael Vick's cleats or not. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no Super Bowl praise. Right. It was the only black player to win a Super Bowl was Warren Moon back in the day. Warren Moon, yeah, it's, I don't so, think Warren Moon. All them years ago, we've Ooh. gotten to some Super Bowls. Yeah, I don't think not Warren Moon. Nad Cam Newton. But we've lost them. Mm. So God bless Betty White, cause yeah, yeah. white people, y'all just got Super Bowl rings to be out here selling something. He about, got the I'm guy's username and went to the company and ordered the rings. That's crazy. And they yeah. charged into the Patriots. Next one. Uh a manager with New York's MTA was very lonely during his commutes or very sneaky. The post has several photos it captured Wednesday of this man. An ex-NYPD cop and now general superintendent for MTA's Buster Division arriving to work in Brooklyn in his Kia with a blow-up doll in the passenger seat. The doll <laughs> appears to be a version of a $16 inflatable called Carpool Kenny, promoted as being an extra passenger for the HOV lane, which typically requires two or more people in a vehicle. The manager, who said to have been an MTA employee for more than 10 years, told the Post he doesn't use the doll to get around HOV requirements, instead insisting that Kenny is for the company. <laughs> company he's, he's, <laughs> he's stuck to that narrative even after the paper kept pushing him. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 
not a big crime, but uh, <laughs> black, white, other. What do you say? This is a man who hates traffic. This is, this is carpool Kenny. Trying to use the HOV lane to get around you. Most black dudes, we, we ain't going to suffer the embarrassment of having a blow-up doll in C. Because people really ain't going to ask what the parameters is. Not is all. it a <laughs> blow-up doll? Is it one without clothing? Is it naked? Does it have a big and large mouth? Yeah, What's yeah. going on with the blow-up doll? It's too easy. So as a brother... I'm going to have to go with Betty White because ain't no brother going to be riding around with no blow-up doll. Yeah, Win, yeah. lose, or draw. Yeah, you're we'll right. go to court. We'll go to jail. Just don't tell people I had no blow-up yeah. doll I, in the front seat. <laughs> I don't have a picture, but the guy's name was Julio Divergilio. So, yeah, I'm going to yeah, go with you White. I already know who that is. That's not some of us. Okay. That's hilarious. But traffic can be that frustrating in New York. I get it. That you're like, H-O-V lane, which the easy joke there is. Jay-Z got his own lane in New York. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I get it. You look over. You're sitting to your right. You're trying to go into the battery tunnel at like 8 a.m. And it's like 5 million cars. And you're number 5 million and 44. You look to your left. There's no one in that fucking lane. There's a cop sitting right at the end of that fucking lane. So if you go into that fucking lane, you better have a passenger. But mm -hmm. if you come through, how long had he had this blow-up doll in the seat? It's been working. Because <laughs> at first glance, the cop just goes, there's someone there. So yeah, mm -mm -mm. I get it, Kenny. I relate. Matter of fact, let me know where you got that blow-up doll. I might get one, bro. It is what it is. We're all trying to beat traffic, baby. All right, I got a, I got a good one for you. This is be the last one. We're going to advice. Okay. Uh, Doing for Betty White. Yeah, a reporter had his phone grabbed from his hands by a thief on a motorbike, but it wasn't exactly the perfect crime. The reporter had been live streaming a broadcast at the time, and a thief's face was seen by millions. <laughs> the news site says its reporter was on a bridge in a city when his phone was taken. The reporter had been talking about the aftermath of an earthquake when viewers suddenly saw the face of the thief who was smoking a cigarette and looking back nervously as he sped away from the scene. The phone's camera was pointing towards the man during the getaway and it wasn't switched off until minutes later. Some 20,000 people were watching the live stream and millions more viewed the video of the theft on the news site's Facebook page. Viewers joke that the man shouldn't have bothered looking behind him because the whole world is watching you. Officials from the city said the man identified using modern technology was arrested hours after the theft. Using modern technology, such as the live stream you were on, stupid. Officials said the unemployed man admitted to the crime and told police he'd sold the phone to a traitor. What do you what do, what do we come up with here? That's not a well planned out crime. That's a desperate crime. Sound like a crime born out of inequality. Look, I messed that word. Mm -hmm. Inequality. Are you going to be able to make it through advice time? Oh, great. Man. You got your eyes aren't open. You eyes is, this why you always know. <laughs> bro, it's New Year's. So I can't see your, your pupils. It's bro. New Year. I, 
It's New Year's. I am who I am, where I am, where I am, when I am. Like, where, I'm where you at right now? I don't know where I'm home. Okay, well, where you are. Cool. Bro. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we're in a safe area. I don't got to worry about so colors all over I'm here. I'm saying is, you think it's safe until I take your iPhone, speed off on my bike, baby, and ruin your live stream you right in the middle of this Anchor app podcast. Well, I'm going to upload your episode, but this is my phone now. <laughs> anyway, this sounds like some of us. Sound like some of us, man. Sound like some I got bad some bad people, news bro. for you. Or Hispanic. Nope. No. This happened in White Egypt. People. This happened in Egypt. Cairo. Cairo, Egypt. That's your criminal there. He stole the phone on a oh, live. That's broadcast. a white dude in Egypt. He's an Egyptian man. That's an Egyptian an guy. Egyptian man. So, so he's other. He's other. He didn't fall into the category, but he uh, sound like a like an international third world type of crime. Bro. Stole it live on air and just stole screen. it. But that is so funny, though. And everybody I, saw him. It's like, who's that? The idea that there's just so many more cameras now. Mm-hmm. Anything you do in any time. there used to be, yeah. You may just look up at the camera and go, you're live. Oh, fuck. That's so funny. That is so funny. <laughs> he stole it and looked into the camera and they said, yeah, you're live. So we're going to move on here. And we're going to go on to our advice section. Reminder. What I told you at the beginning, Phil Hunt and I are not advice gurus. We're not. Phil, did you go to school for for for? None of that, though. Well, did you go to school for uh, counseling? Are you trained? You got any training? Not at all. So we we just we just talking truth from the hip. I'm gonna tell you some things real quick, right quick. There's no copay. This this show is free. Tune in, listen, and you might hear something that could help you, or. You know, maybe not. I don't know. Listen, if it doesn't work, I didn't say we experts. Hey, do what you want to do. Take this advice with a grain of salt. It may not work, and you're going to have to live with it if you listen to us. That's on you, not on me. I'm just telling you. We're just telling you how we feel about it. If you do what it says, good luck. And if it works, even better. Let us know about it. Hit us up on social media. Avery Mason Official on Instagram. Avery Mason on Twitter. Phil, where can they find you on all platforms? What's your What's your handle? I, I am Phil Hunt on all social media. That's right. Pornhub, OnlyFans, Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com. Ancestry. Too much information. Sound like it should be a porn site. I don't know. First question. <laughs> First, was it okay for my parents to get braces for my sisters? But not for me because it was more important for girls to look good. And as a quick reminder, these questions from this week are taken off the website dig, D-I-G-G dot com, dig dot com. Thank you for the questions. Was it okay for my parents to get braces for my sisters, but not for me because it was more important for girls to look good? My dad and mom are very old school when my three sisters and I were teenagers our family dentist recommended we all get braces because of how crowded our mouths were. My three sisters all got them, no questions asked, but my parents told me it was more important for girls to look good and that they were not going to pay for braces for a boy. I'm now in my early 30s and a large part of my job requires public speaking. I am and have always been self-conscious about my teeth, which are just as crowded now as they were when I was 15. It may seem petty, but to this day, I resent that my parents wouldn't pay for braces for me, and now I'm shelling out thousands of dollars to take care of it on my own. Do you think this was a right way for me to be treated? I mean, easy 
easy answers? No, I mean, but this is the ugly part about equality is the ugly part about equality, the ugly part about what is the word I want to look for equal rights is that it slash sports towards women in the benefit of women should have this, women should have that. And a lot of times with men, it's just kind of like, I don't know, do, do the best you can. That's like, he's in public speaking and he's got nasty teeth. And if you show a crowd of teeth and if you show his sisters, you would think they weren't even related. Yeah. And it, and it, yeah, it'd be one thing if they fixed one of the girl's teeth, but to fix all of them and then just tell him, no, you clearly had the money and the health care to be able to do it. So why wouldn't you just do it? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think it's fair that the parents did it for him and yeah, for the girls and not for him. But I also say at this age, if you want to get your teeth fixed, you got the money. You're working. Just go get your teeth fixed. You know, maybe your parents didn't have the money and wanted to make it seem like, you know, this is the right thing to do. Like we don't got enough money for all four of them. I, I just do the girls and we don't do the boy. And we'll just tell I them. Mean, but if you got money for three people, you got money for four. I maybe. don't think that's maybe they do. No, there's a person who grew up with. Four brothers and sisters. You got money for four. You got three. Well, you got money for four. My mother used to tell me, like, when we were little, we wanted to get cable, but my, my mother couldn't afford cable, so she would tell us they didn't have it in our area. Meanwhile, our downstairs neighbor had cable. We'd go down there. I said, "Your mom, how come she on the second floor? You mean somebody can run the cable up on yeah, one more floor so we can watch?" Do, bro. Right. Only from so first to second floor. That's that's what I'm saying. That's the vibe I'm getting from this. We're like, yeah, we ain't got enough money for four. But what do we tell them? But they was real. Just they, tell them they, only they, girls. They told him kind of like it's important for the girls. That is a fair point. I just think that that's what they told him because they couldn't Women's afford it. Do more in the whatever sense. But but guys looks mean some too. You can't just have a fucked up teeth out here. But it doesn't even sound like they got fucked up teeth. Sound like he just has yeah, maybe a, a, a crowded teeth. Maybe Next a light two overbite. Two that came in an yeah. overbite. So it, at least they told him. I respect that of them just being like, here is why. Because I when I was growing up, there's a lot of shit that went down boy girl wise. Yeah, that they wouldn't even explain it. It was just the level of life. Yeah, man, you just got this and they don't. You just, you know, so yeah. at least they explained to him, well, it's because you're a boy and, like, who gives a damn how your teeth look? Here's a here's a bad one. My teeth was my teeth are crowded, and my teeth are so crowded as a kid, I could eat minute rice in 30 seconds. That's, <laughs> that was a bad one. But I just had to get that off my chest. Yo. Anyway. <laughs> that was um, bad. It's the gym. It's the sham board, all right? So like Blame Phil. For... This guy, I'm going, well, clearly they had, like I said, if you got money for three, you got money for four. I don't like them trying to prove a point to him. Here's what I'll say. Hold on. When I was growing up, and these were two boys, so it wasn't gender specified, but essentially they told one boy they didn't have money for his college, and they went, turned around and bailed out the other brother for prison, his younger brother. He felt a way because he's like, you didn't have money for college for me, but you have bail money for him? They told him, you know, we feel like you appreciate it more if you earned it, so go to the military. He wound up going to the, the Navy. His brother went to prison. To this day, he still kind of has this little... I'm not going to say he begrudges his brother because yeah, he's a, he's a really good dude, but yeah. he, he should have a grudge yeah. because that's kind of fucked up. And that's fair, but I also think that sometimes parents don't want to tell their kids the truth. It's easier to lie to your kids than to tell them the truth and say, 
Well, girls need it. Not you. You don't need your boy. You'll be fine. But they, they got look story about. So you think your daughters are ugly? And just tell the kids. No. Try to get them the best chance. And looks do matter more for a girl. It's like, what did Biggie say? Black, ugly as ever. However. <laughs> so it's me and we can always get it off into the howevers. However, I as stay. women, ain't no girl. How black, ugly as ever. No. However, stay coochie you down to the. You never heard of her. He say, he stay coo <laughs> he say coochie or coochie? I stay coochie, coochie down coochie. to the socks. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Yeah. For women, there's no however. <laughs> hey, Chef. Mm. Oh, she black and ugly as that. No deal coming from that. You can't out rap your way out of that. Hilarious. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question. So I get, and like you're saying, it's like at least you you still are a public speaker right now. You got a great job. Go get your teeth fixed now. Yeah. Get your teeth fixed, but do tell your parents. Almost, this is in spite of you, and I hate that I had to wait thirty years. We all got grudges against our parents' slight ones. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one here. How can I get my college classmates to take me seriously after an extremely flattering photograph of my butt went viral? Uh -oh. I'm a junior at a small college. Hundreds of students, not thousands, hundreds. Every fall, there's an undie run during homecoming week. I had never participated, but this year I decided to let loose and attend. Many people wear costumes and patterned boxers, but I, like some others, Ended up just wearing my actual underwear, which didn't leave a lot to the imagination. Honestly, it was pretty good, stupid fun, and I was happy I went. A day or two later, I saw photos someone had apparently been taking of the event. There's one of me from behind that proceeds to go viral on campus. I cannot overstate how flattering this photo is. The lighting, the angle, something. I am pretty thin and have something back there, but this makes me look like I have J-Lo level booty. I cannot live up to this. You can't see my face, but people knew it was me. I generally dress pretty casually, a lot of looser clothes, nothing super tight or revealing, so I think part of this sensation was this photo caught people off guard. I was mortified at first. Everyone has seen my ass and thought about asking for it to be taken down, but I eventually decided to just laugh it off. In the end, I didn't hate the attention for a bit. The thing is, it's almost two months later, and it still feels like... The thing I'm known for now. And I'm about to run for a big position in our student government. Some friends say I should embrace this as part of my campaign, like using the attention for good. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But how do I get people to take me seriously? I really don't care that people have seen my butt, but I don't want this dumb photo to undercut all the work I've done. And the truth of the matter is, unfortunately, that's exactly what's going to happen. Your opponent is going to bring up the fact of this butt picture. You should just embrace it. Be like, yep, you guys saw my butt. Guess what? Everybody has one. It's not that big of a deal. Did you like it? Was it nice? Cool. Well, here I am now. I'm doing this thing for you. Let's move on from it. You put yourself out there. I feel like this is a result of it, and you just have to accept the consequence that it's not going away, especially if you have a nice J-Lo J type booty. People are like, oh, yeah, you the girl with the nice ass? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna vote for you anyway. It's actually this actually this might help her win, Phil. And yeah. it's like they say, there's a saying that goes, "There's no bad, there's no bad press. There's no such thing as bad but press." The word ass is in assets. 
So you have to understand that this your ass may be in the ass sack. It can help you. And you know, what did they say that this is a small college? What college yeah. is this? I'm a She didn't say. Session. She didn't say. Yes. She just said small college. She said small college. She, she didn't say small college with a big ass. I'm sure if we look up small that? college with an undie. If you look up a small college with undie run, you'd probably be undie able to figure run. out who it is. And as a matter of fact, see, I hate that she's acting like she didn't know she had a nice ass. And she's also acting like she didn't know people could. You ran in your underwear knowing you had a nice ass. So just, as Avery said, embrace it. Mm-hmm. If people want to embrace your ass. There's a lot so, of good girls. There's a lot of guys that want to embrace that ass. And they're going to vote for you. This is, like I said, the word ass is in that state. Okay, and I figured out what college it is. Oh. And I am looking at this. It's Arizona State University. Okay. You can't give that many clues. I mean, we may not be able to figure out which there girl it was. There are top rated party schools. So yeah. yeah. Every year is IU, Arizona State. All these places that, as I said earlier in the podcast, there's nothing there to do. So you better be at a party. So anyway, yeah. Use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's that. You know, it is what it That's is. That's clout. You, you got clout now, girl. Run around in your underwear. Don't act shy now when people say, you got a great ass. Yeah, that, that should be. Embrace it and use it to move forward. Use what's behind you to move forward. That should be your, like your slogan. Yeah. Uh when you run, that should be right well, there next to your picture. You got a great future, and it's all behind you. That's right. Twenty twenty one. You've got a great future, and it's all behind you. Vote me for class is. president. Mm-hmm. And yeah, these these pictures. I mean, yeah, this will, you know. Hold up, there's a lot of white people taking pictures. I don't see a lot of black people in their underwear. Um. Yeah, I mean, some of these are okay, and some of them are like, what did you even come out here for? You would have been better off wearing jeans. No one would have been able to tell the difference. Yes, I'm an ass guy, too, and there's nothing really... Oh, I found my first black person doing it. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing really... Uh, everybody's got an underwear run, so it might not be Arizona. There's all these colleges that do this undie run. Mostly Arizona State University, which is why I'm assuming... That the girl who wrote this went to ASU because it looks like they were the first ones. Uh, to, oh, the cops are arresting them. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like SantaCon here that they do in New York City of like, it's legal, but it's not legal, but it's legal. And don't they do an underwear day too here in New York? Yeah, where they pants like off. The subway in their underwear. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's all the college kids know when it is. And we as adults, we forget. And then you go on the subway and go, but then the cops have to do their job too and go, we never approved this day. What are you stupid college kids doing? Hey, yeah. One of y'all getting handcuffed so so we can prove to people that we're doing our job. My boss gonna feel like I ain't doing my job. You got the picture of him. There's a cop just standing here and you're on the subway in your damn underwear. So yeah, you made the decision to run around naked, deal with the consequences, deal with the Give me something that goes in the ass. Deal with the, um, give me something. Come on, man. There's got to be that some deals sort with... of asphalt. Oh, you know, a pun. That's what I was looking for. Are you looking for a pun for ass? There had to be one of, like, deal with the consequences. You That thing. You made the choice to get out there in your underwear and deal with the funderwear. I don't, you, you get what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. looking for a jingle and it didn't come. <laughs> But the jiggle did come from that ass and the 
We want to thank you. Thanks for showing that ass. Miss, in there. miss you've got my vote. I, if I saw that picture, mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, you know what? If she's putting that much time in that backside, I can get behind it. You know what I'm saying? I get behind that. I can get behind that. All right, last question, and we're going to get up out of here because it is, it is late. Yeah, a little Stop. late. I got to get back. Uh, yeah. Celebrate New Year's with some fireworks. Last question, Phil. How can I ex- how can I make my in laws accept that I will not, under any circumstances, tell them what I want for Christmas? That <laughs> started off so serious, and then yeah. that. Go ahead. <laughs> I was raised not to ask for gifts on special occasions like Christmas, but to instead appreciate whatever someone wishes to give me, including no gift at all. How can you appreciate no gift at all? Anyway, uh, I have been in a relationship with a man for almost a decade. We have one young child with a second on the way. His family is a list family. Since the beginning of our relationship, I have expressed I will not partake in this list making for birthdays and Christmas. After the first few years, I learned that my partner had been making a list for me behind my back and giving it to them. I was pretty upset and asked him to stop. This year, I was asked directly again by one of his family members on an entire family group text to provide a list for me and our daughter. I specifically stated I was raised not to make lists and will be teaching our children the same, so no lists for me or them. I mentioned that we have many hobbies and like trying new ones. I also mentioned that I'd like to teach my children that it is not about the gifts and that we'd be happy receiving anything or nothing. I found out soon afterward that my partner again went behind my back and made lists for me and our child after they asked him. I'm at a loss. I feel a lack of trust and disrespect toward me trying to instill certain values in my children. I am very upset and do not know how to handle this. Please share your opinion. When in Rome, you're from a list family, right? Mm -hmm. A list has to matter. I mean, you can keep saying it doesn't or whatever, but how long are you going to be in Rome and not do what the Romans do? Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, you marry into someone's family, you got to kind of understand that maybe they have different traditions, uh, you know, than you do. And everybody's different. So maybe you don't celebrate Christmas, what other people do. And like, maybe this list writing, since you feel like it's not that important, just... Give them something because Make they're... Make a list and put the same thing down four times. Exactly. Or just do that. But she's like, you know, you want to teach your kids. And like, you never got to kind of soften your stance because you're in, a, you're in the minority of people who don't give gifts for Christmas. Like my sister did that one year where she was like, I don't, I don't want to celebrate Christmas. It's about Christ. Don't give me gifts. And my mother was like, so what am I getting you? Do you want them shoes that you were eyeballing? Like, no, no, no. Well, if you want to give me shoes, just give me the shoes. But it doesn't have to be for Christmas. Easy for adults, but I'd almost say hard for a child of like when their child involved here that she said. Yeah, her kids. She's trying to teach her she, kids that yeah. Christmas ain't about gifts. You know. That's like they watch programming and TV every week that kids. sees Santa Claus, they go Santa to Claus. With kids who got Santa kids. brings you gifts. What did Santa give you? Santa told me that Christmas them. is not about gifts. Christmas any, is any, about us. So Santa to give you nothing. Where's my gift? I'd almost smack him in the back of the head. They're like, bro, you're too old to be talking about where's my gift. And you mean, and it's really sad at a point you go, you a grown man. You waited yeah. all year to get a thing that you wanted. 
Sad. <laughs> what grown man wastes all years to think he wanted? Well, from a stranger. Well, you. Well, hold up, Phil. Don't you also? Don't you also feel that way about the holiday? Like you told me, and in full disclosure, you yeah. told me you don't really do Christmas. But what did I give no, no, no. you? Did, did I, I give you? I do it, meaning I'm not the grandson, okay. not extra religious. It's right. as an adult and as as a single man with no children. I kind of have everything that I want. Yeah. So I got you. So I got Phil a pair of headphones for Christmas. And the only reason I did it was because all year I've been talking to Phil on the worst headphones. The call, the call cuts off. He'll be talking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Kev? Nah, Phil. I didn't hear nothing you said because if only way I heard what you were saying, if I was also had my head inside of your shirt, which it feels like you've got over your mouth. So the whole year I waited and then Christmas came and said, you know what? I got the perfect I gift. I know exactly what you need. So yeah, I gotta put them in and call you now. There you like, go. Yeah, so I can hear. Oh my God, Phil, are you outside? I can hear you. So yeah, but um, but I, you gotta understand. So yeah, it's it's. I, I don't take adults well that are like into it, but for children, it's like absolutely. Just get them toys. It's a family tradition. It's a family tradition. His family make lists. So you married him. Feel like she's going out of her way. It's only one day. It's only one day out the year. You ain't got to do this any other time. And as they say, it's better to give than receive. And this family truly believes that. Yeah. But it's like, sis, it, we absolutely all know it's better to receive than give. So sit there and take them damn gifts and it's shut o- your mouth. It's only and one especially, day. Especially, even if you don't take gifts. Let the kids take the I'm saying, gifts. if you don't take gifts, get them and then sell them on eBay or return them and get the money. But don't, don't take say it you, too seriously. You can't be like what so hard line. Was it religious? Did no, it's religion? just that her parents raised her that way, so she want to raise her kids. It's not about the gifts. If they want to give you something, take it. But you can teach the kids that without saying, hey, but don't that's make the lists. Thing. You can do both, and I hate people that take either extreme. Either I have to have five million gifts, or the Christmas sucks, or yeah. I have to have no gifts. What? And I want people to understand the deeper meaning. But I also, bro, like, I also think up. that I also think that kids learn that. Shut up with this after-school special <laughs> shit. <laughs> I think kids learn that on their own. Like you don't have to teach kids. They are going to learn how they're going to learn on their own. And if they don't learn them, it's not because of one day out of the year. It's because what about the other 364 days out the year? Did you teach them about donating to charities? Did you teach them about volunteering? No. You only taught them that Christmas is the time you ain't supposed to ask for nothing. That makes you a bad parent. Other ways to give, you don't have to give a whole lot. But you can definitely get the kids something and for yourself. Let me tell you, take a gift or two, and there's humility in the yeah, yeah. You know, you'd be a spoiled brat if you someone handed you something and you handed it back or even threw it back or like, I want this. Okay, well, just kind of take it. You know, it's like food when you over a guest house. That yeah, you know, there are we're taught. I know I was taught as being the middle of five kids. I fed y'all. Y'all don't want nothing to eat. But when we go in here, now as a kid, you're taught, don't ask for anything right. because you don't have discernment to be able to say, now's the time versus, so it was just hard drill. There's five of y'all. Nobody wants nothing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's hungry. Nobody needs to use the bathroom. But as you get older, you get discernment to be able to say, Auntie really wants me to try this cake. Let me try this cake. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Like you become the rude person by turning down somebody's offer. Yeah. So I feel like that's the area that she's in of like. Yeah. Yeah. Just take I, a gift, yeah. sis. It I ain't used, that hard. There used to be, I used to feel so bad. There were two things. One girl, two situations I'll tell you about real quick and then we'll wrap up. Uh, I had a coworker I used to work with. Her, her fiance proposed to her. And I remember I used to give her rides home because we lived near each other. He proposed to her with a ring. And she's in the car telling me, you know, I'm happy that he proposed to me and all. But that's not the effing ring that I wanted. And oh, he wow. knows that I didn't want that ring. And he should have asked me and I would have told him. I'm looking at this bitch like, oh my God. He gave you his grandmother's ring. He got it cleaned up, added some stones to it. And she did not oh, like it no. because that was not the ring she wanted. Shit, no, yeah. him, and she was like, entire ancestor. Right. And she shared that with me because she was like, I can tell you, you don't know him. You're not going to tell ask him. Her, what type of mother does, what type of ring does your mother have? I was like, I and felt. She probably bro, she, she, bro, in she, the modern day in the world we live in, my mother doesn't have a ring at yeah. all. Precisely. Bro, she came off to me like a spoiled brat. I'm like, and I yeah, said to her, disgusting. I remember saying to her, I was like, you know, maybe that ring really means a lot to him. And that's he disgusting. he gave it to you because it was his grandmother's. I know, and I understand all that. But we went ring shopping. I showed him what I wanted. Oh, so then like the God. next week she came back and she's happier because she told him how she felt. I said, you got to tell him how you feel. I'm just like, you got to, you can't, yeah, just, you I can't dump this on me. Yeah. That's how you feel. Except that within that, you're an asshole. But here, here's the caveat. He could also take the ring back, but like, all right, no ring for you then. Right. This means a lot to me. Yeah. About like, guys are assholes. Yeah, but luck, know, luckily... That guy is an asshole. Luckily for her, she, he took her criticism. He, he, he somehow managed to find the ring she wanted and combine it with his grandmother's. Yeah. But I was just like... Yeah, thanks. That's it. Because really... You're showing your kids how to receive mm -hmm. and that it isn't always about what you want or even what you think's best. At a point, it's like someone kind of went out of their way to get you something. Just receive it. Like, seriously, this is yeah, it's pretty a bad. humble brag yeah. almost. Like we were saying, I think last week with that woman with the ring and my husband just gives me the greatest gifts and they're just too much. Yeah. It's like. I told Lady, him we're not. Stop bragging, first off. <laughs> he takes me on these six figure trips, and I just. Oh. So, yeah, it's one of those humble brag, good problem to have. Well. Now, if your husband's family got you nothing, ever. Yeah, <laughs> Woo! Now you got a problem. These people don't like you. At all. Why are you still mad? They got You know what they got for Christmas? Divorce papers. Hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, you want to sign these? <laughs> Listen, listen, folks, this has been a great uh, 2021 year. Uh, I can't believe that Phil and I have gotten to the end of the year doing this podcast. Yeah, Every week, once a week, we give you some of the worst advice you probably have heard. And all we're asking you to do, we don't ask for nothing. All we're asking you to do is tell a friend about this podcast. If you like it, tell them what you like. Tell them to check it out and subscribe. All right. Rate us, review us, Rate It's free. You can even leave us a voicemail. You have the option to leave us on a voicemail on Anchor FM. You could be on the show. I don't think we promote that enough. There's a link where I'm going to put on my Twitter where you can leave us a voicemail. Tell Phil how you feel about his opinions on Lizzo. Are you a big Lizzo fan? You like Lizzo? You don't like how Phil be trashing her? I don't her. be trying. Don't don't hype people for that pipe. Why bro? not? That's what they they're coming for you, Phil. How many how many comments do you have on a Lizzo post on TikTok? A lot, but that that has nothing to do with me. I bet you they said you were trashing it. Didn't you tell me they took it down at first? 
Yeah, they took it for bullying and harassment. But it's like, uh, upon further review, <laughs> coach's right, challenge at over three hundred thousand now because Phil, yeah, you looked at it and listened to it, and it's like fair point. Phil used his coach's challenge and it got rever- call fair got reversed point. and he got yeah, his video yeah, put back up. Like, upon further review, we found that the following commentary to not be offensive. Play presume, and Phil went on and. It, the yeah, the video like has. It looks like whoever reported it was just. Sitting yeah, the, the video's in the six off. figures now. You got six figure views, yeah, man, yeah. and almost six hundred comments. Uh, six no, f- four hundred comments, six hundred shares. So, it's getting some steam. A lot of people yeah, might agree with you. Three hundred k plays or likes. So it's like, yeah, a lot of people do agree with me. That's the thing. Is people try to always, you know, silence the. I don't think you should be talking about that. And it's like, yeah, but did I say something wrong here? Is it like a bad word I used? No. Not at all. So I, 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 we, that's all we want you guys to do for our podcast. Tell a friend, rate, share, like, subscribe. Get the word out there because we're building. Next year, our New Year's resolutions for this show are, first, we're going to do a live broadcast once a month. I'd say Phil want to do live one in the Instagram podcast studio. And secondly, we are going to do a comedy show. I talked about it a couple of episodes ago. We have not been able to find a venue, although I've been trying. And a lot of people are like, yeah, nah, we don't need comedy here. Well, we got COVID picking back up, too. So there's like... That might hold us... A little bit of tentativeness with places and bars just reopening. Right. To where they're like, but I don't really know you, but I don't know, though. Can you have yeah. a show? And ain't nobody, ain't nobody trying to have no comedy Sorry. show outside in the cold. Sorry, can't do so, it. Yeah, it's a lot of factors holding us up, but we're going to try so, to hold y'all down. Two resolutions. Show actually right there. Two res- those are the two resolutions. We're not going to talk about it. I don't no, like just, talking about it. We like to work. I like to just come on and go. Next month, we're yeah. having a show pull yeah. up. Come through. Yeah, me and me, me and Phil are like like what Tupac said. Real thugs do. They move in silence and violence. So we're just gonna make moves and then boom. I don't move in violence at all. Though. I but don't, you, you get I don't need any pending cases or any accusations. I, I I don't move in that. No, way. you do look like tax tax stone. That's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Yeah, I have to bring that back up. Anyway. But yeah, we we move in silence. We don't we don't you know when you see us is when you see us and we working so. Some big things coming up. Please stick with us if you've been with us. Thank you so much. This has been a great uh, half year. We started this, what, August? Yeah, something like that in the summer. So, a little summertime at, thing. Made it to the winter and here we go. Yeah, we're still going. So please con- continue listening. We're going to keep working on it, please. Buzz Lightyear said. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to have a show next week because I got some things coming up where I have, I'm going to have to be in L.A. So there might be a little bit of a hiatus. But we're going to bring y'all some more of the dopest content in 2022. It's comedy. You might have to press pause just like, you know, NBA COVID protocols and such. Well, it was season down. Not COVID protocols. It's work protocols. Yeah, but I'm saying we made that. Yeah, we'll be right back. Catch up on all the old episodes. Form your opinions. That's what the shirt. If we have. By all means, take those gifts by any means, people. Yeah, I was trying to give y'all a gift, but y'all Whoever ain't... said it is better to give than receive live. I had a gift I wanted to give y'all, which was a Nintendo Switch, but nobody won that contest, so I gave it to my nephew. So <laughs> there's no more Switch for none of you, all right? My nephew, the nephew that uh, sold Tom Brady's ring. There you go. But he's going to sell on eBay now. But we appreciate y'all, honestly. Uh, for myself, uh, Avery Mason, thank you so much for listening. 
and liking and sharing. And and on behalf of Phil, who appreciates you. For y'all. myself, at I am Phil Hunt on all yes. social media, folks. Hit me up. See where I got shows. Rate us. Even if it's bad, give us one star. We like and bad. Like, Phil's always drunk and talking with his mouth full. There you go. And I mean, I'll tell you, shut the fuck up. But whatever. But like, we appreciate y'all. Absolutely Thanks do. Enjoy your new year. Please stay safe. Happy Great. new year. Review. We'll see you in 20. Wow. See you in 2022. Or at, 2023. Or 2023. Not rating us. You yeah. I am, uh, no, I am Phil Hunt on all social media for Avery Mason. It's Avery Mason official Instagram. I, uh, the Avery Mason on Twitter. Stay safe. Happy new year. Don't drink and drive. Uh, and we'll see you in 2022. Any last words? That's all, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What's up, everybody? It's Avery Mason, co-host of But I Don't Know, though, here to remind you about our listener contest. If we can get to 150 subscribers, that's 150. We're going to be giving away this Nintendo Switch we got here. Not just any Nintendo Switch. One that I used for about two, three weeks. Didn't work out. But it could for you. And you can get a brand brand new used (laughs) Nintendo Switch with a couple of games. All you got to do is follow me and Phil on our social media platforms. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. The Avery Mason on Twitter. Avery Mason official on Instagram. And you can follow my co-host Phil on I am Phil Hunt on all social media. And send us a message with the hashtag, but I don't know. That's hashtag B-U-T-I-D-K-T-H-O. Put it out there. You never know. And once we get to 150, one of you lucky listeners is going to win that switch. So I want to wish you luck. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week.